Here we go. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number, wait for it, five, five, five. Oh, I thought you were going to sing Wait For It no, no. from Hamilton. You got Hamilton in your mind, don't you? I do. No, it's five, five, five. Remember when we were little kids and there'd be a TV show and they'd like list the number and it'd always be like five, five, five. Two, two. Two, two. Three, four. Right, exactly. And that's uh, also, you know what else that's from. Say uh, anything. Five, five, five. Doesn't he do that when I, he's giving the number to Diane? I remember in, yeah, I think it's four, three, two, one. No, what five, is five, it? Five, five, five. Yes, and, and yes, Lloyd Dobler. All right. Okay, all right. Um, so we didn't plan on recording a podcast today, um, but I just had a moment of inspiration. I said, Kathy, let's go in the basement and do a podcast. And she's like, great. What about? I said, the last 10 minutes of our life. Mm-hmm. And so I gave Kathy basically just a very kind of quick preview on what I wanted to talk about, but we're just going to jump in. Okay. So one of our kids who shall remain nameless, we just drove her to my sister's, mm-hmm. uh, actually Portillo's. To, to meet in the middle. To but... meet in the middle, because my sis- my daughter is going to hang out with my sister overnight. And um, so Kathy and I were driving child to uh, to meet. And she, child was in the front passenger seat. I was driving. You were in the middle. I was in, in the, the back. In the back. And our child put on headphones. And instantly, I got activated. Mm-hmm. Because children sometimes... In this day and time, in my judgment, not just our children, just kids in general, spend too much time on screens. I'm raising my hand. I spend too much time on screens. But for some reason, it's okay that I spend too much time on screens, but it's not okay when they do. So she put her headphones on. And did you see me look at you? Well, yeah, you threw up your hands like, here we go again. Right. Here we go again. So this is the way I want to set up this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be... Um, I'm going to be me and you be the child about how it would have gone had you not been in the car. Okay. Okay. So, so, so I'm being our daughter and you're being you. I'm being me. Okay. All right. So go ahead and put your headphones on. Okay. And, Just, le- and you're not in the car with me to help me be a good parent. Okay. Um, so you just put your headphones on. Okay. Again, again with the headphones. What? 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 You've been on your phone. And your headphones. Can we just spend fifteen minutes together? Just fifteen minutes without you having your headphones on. But what? What do you want to do? I want to connect. I want to talk. Can we just talk, please? Just, just, just put them down for fifteen minutes. That's it. And then you can go do whatever you want to do. Can I do inner dialogue of a child? Uh, sure, please. Inner so, dialogue. So you're, so you're, you're. Now I'm going inner di- dialogue of right, my child. The, ins- the voice inside our child's head. You need something from me. You're, you are asking me to be something right now. You're asking me to act. You need something. I don't need it. I don't understand why I have to have a conversation with you because you seem to need it really badly. Yes. My inner dialogue, uh-huh. I'm going to go to the voice inside my head. What if she, what if these headphones are stuck to her head for the rest of her, rest of her life? She is she needs to learn how to be in a car without headphones. Um, our kids need to be less dependent on technology. So I need to connect with her because the only time I can connect, and this is me exaggerating you know, what I think, is when we're in the car together. So this is a perfect time. So now is the time for me to connect with her. Right. So You, 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 you. Right. That's all about you. All about me. 
except for the fact that it's about me wanting to connect with her, but probably to make me feel good. But on your time. On my time, my schedule, I'm now because ready. Because maybe last night when we were sitting outside, this child came mm-hmm. out and to hang out, and you were busy on your computer, or you were busy talking to me, or you were busy talking to one of your guy friends, right. and you weren't available when she was available. So I want to be clear. So none of this happened because Kathy was in the car. We're going to go through the scenario that actually happened. But I'm just, so I was like sitting stunned about how well the car ride went because you were there. Oh. Um, and I'm just like, and I was just like, I just didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to mess it up. I just kind of let it go. You didn't con- You didn't talk during that conversation? A little bit. I threw a few things I out I tried there. to bring you in. I know. And I got brought in, but I was thinking in my head, like, I want to talk about this in the podcast because I'm like, this is beautiful. And the reason, the problem with Kathy is that the problem. she, you're not close to a perfect parent, but you do things that most parents don't do in my judgment. This is my judgment. And you are, um, how can I say this? It's This, this comes net. I don't know if it comes naturally to you, but this is exceptional. And this is like, this is the parenting. The parenting is not taking a video of your kids graduating from high school. Parenting is the day-to-day experiences that you have in the kitchen and in the car and in the bedroom. And It's the investment in your relationship. It's the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, so is there anything else you think we need to talk about about well, how it would have gone and, I, and I'm probably not giving myself enough credit, but to prove the point, I'm really just saying it would have gone sideways immediately. Okay, so I have two things to say. Number one, the energy that you bring to a situation when any of our children are not doing something the way you think they should, which usually is about technology. The energy you bring is you're already defeated mm-hmm. and you think you need to make them feel bad about it. And I'm righteous? Right. I know I am right and they are wrong. Right. Which isn't true, but my brain tries to convince me of that. Right. That they shouldn't be doing this. And that because you are now noticing it, they should stop immediately. When really maybe 30 minutes before, you were on your computer, they were on their computer, but now you're done. Right. So you're like, you need to be done. Now, let me be clear. I don't think you're like that all the time. Right. I just think you have moments where you go in. There's like this neural pathway in your brain that you kind of avoid during the day while you're busy with your own work. Mm-hmm. And then once you're off your computer, this neural pathway takes over where you're like, wait a second, look at everybody. Mm-hmm. They're on technology. Now, the interesting thing is, is this specific daughter that we're talking about, but I would say this for the other two too, because it's true. They're not always on technology. Sometimes they're listening to music. Mm-hmm. My history personally, and this makes it easier for me, is once I got my first Walkman, my cassette Walkman, that was literally called a Walkman, Yeah, that's I had it on my head Ch- all the time. Changed your life. Yeah, it changed my life where in the car, I remember my dad being like you and being like, Kathy, take off your earphones. Look, there's cornfields. And being like, why do I need to take off my earphones to look at cornfields? <laughs> Like, that didn't make sense. But he was also trying to engage me. Or he'd say, let's listen to the radio. Listen to this interview on the radio. And I'd be like, "Um, I'm listening to, you know, whatever I was listening to at the time. Mm -hmm. Probably a hairband of some kind. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to – I wanted – being in the car, usually I was being dragged somewhere, right? Because we went wherever our parents were going. So if I'm going to do that, 
I'm going to at least listen to something I want. Sure. So when my girls get in the car, sometimes we listen to, like, Skylar and I this morning, or on the way back, we've been in the car a lot today, we listen to things together. JC and I listen to things together. Cameron and I listen to things together. If if they're sitting in the front, then I just kind of let them choose and we just enjoy music, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you and I are in front and they're in back, I'm not as... I guess the point is is that it's it's perspective taking about what their experience is, right? Yeah. Like instead of I'm ready for you to be done with that because I'm frustrated, it's what are they doing and why? Sure. This is what we talk about all the time, right? And and can I understand that and relate to that versus be punitive about it or shame them? The other thing I want to say is I didn't really want to come down and record this podcast. Correct. Because I don't want this convers- we literally had just decided this 10 minutes ago. I don't want this to sound like it's something that I'm doing that isn't authentic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way it's going to be presented, I said to Todd, I don't think this is something I can teach. And and I don't mean like I don't mean that in people aren't able to learn something. I'm just having a conversation with my daughter that I'm enjoying. So I don't feel like I'm not quite sure how this is gonna translate. I, well, I will tell you. Okay, my the story I make up is that parents are often in the position that I was in, which is activated and triggered. Okay, and they need tools. Okay, and you get tools from modeling somebody that's doing something differently, that's having more success. Modeling something. Something conversation that we just had in the car with our daughter, in my judgment, was a success. And, and this is why it was a success, but I'm not, okay, this is like where we get into Enneagrams. Okay. Okay. Todd's a three, I'm a two. Todd's a three, meaning that that means he he looks kind of through the lens of achievement. Mm-hmm. I'm a two, which means I look through the lens of relationship. That's a really general way. So you're like, that was a success, where to me, that's just relationship. I don't look at that car ride and go, check. In my scenario- of me being activated and triggered, it would have been, in my judgment, a failure. What I mean by that is I would have gotten defensive. Mm -hmm. She would have gotten defensive. We would have spent 15 minutes in the car defensive towards one another. Okay. That, in my judgment, is not a good way to have a relationship. Right. Right? Because both part, you're you're head to head. You're not not part to part. Let me fast forward and skip over the part that we're about to talk about. There was no defensiveness in the conversation that we had. There was openness, there was laughter, there was curiosity, <laughs> there was connection in this. And I'm like, we have to, you know, this was completely unplanned. Like, we're supposed to record this tomorrow morning. And I'm like, this is really good. This is really helpful. And so that's what I call it success is when people aren't defensive and people are open and curious and laughing and connecting, that's a good thing. And I think that's what we want as parents. So, um, you know, Kathy didn't even know that we we're going to record a podcast when she engaged with our daughter in the way that she did. But I think that it's valuable information to um, to our audience and to me. So how can I do this more effectively? Okay. That's all this is. All right. I mean, I'm happy to talk through it. I just didn't want it to, I don't know, it's, um, it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's intimate. Mm-hmm. That's my relationship with my kids, and it's not a thing like, and then I say this, mm-hmm. and then I do this. It is my, it's the intimacy I have with the girls, sure. 
is when I say that can't be taught, I don't mean that intimacy can't be discussed, but it's not a step-by-step thing. No, it's not, but it's a start. Okay. All right. So now let's switch the tables, Uh the actual conversation. Okay. She puts her on headphones. I wave my hands up in there hoping that she doesn't really notice. I don't know if she did or not. I think she was looking down. Mm -hmm. But I was basically communicating to you like, here we go. Uh Uh-huh. And do you remember what you said? Because if you don't, I can help you. I said, I'll just say honey instead of yes. name. I said, oh, no, honey, don't go away. So right there. Don't <laughs> go away. Like, And you were kind of silly oh, and yeah. light. And I didn't need anything. Right. Don't go away. Because right. she was about to zone out with mm-hmm. her headphones on. And then there's like a miscommunication. She said, what, she said something that you misheard. It was not that it matters, mm-hmm. but she, I think she... She's oh, I know. I know what she said. She said. Um, she said something. Uh, wait for it. Yeah. Did, no, that was you, what you just said. Wait for it. She said something that was from Hamilton. That's yeah. why I and I said. But you thought she was taking off her headphones so she can connect with you. But there was like a y- yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it, and then I said it brought up Hamilton, and I said when you watched. By the way, when you watched Hamilton last night. Did you watch the whole thing again? Well, before you even got into that, you said something like, give it like five minutes or 10 minutes. I think you asked for like... Just- yeah, I said 10 minutes because I just have a few questions. Right. So you decided to engage... Instead of me saying, get off your gosh darn headphones, you started talking about Hamilton, mm-hmm. which we all saw on Friday night. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she, did, she, she took her headphones off and answered the question. Mm-hmm. And the conversation led from Hamilton to Brooklyn Nine Nine mm-hmm. to New Girl, mm-hmm. and then I talked about Mash about how Colonel Blake was he died at the end, yes. and how there's this In the Korean War, it, and it it was this ten minutes of just like laughter, and she was teaching us why she likes New Girl and why she likes Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. The reason I want to bring this up is Kathy, without thinking ahead, you were just talking. But you're engaging with her in her language. Mm-hmm. Her language is... Pop culture. Pop culture. Mm-hmm. Every kid has different language. Mm-hmm. And there's so many parents out there, including me, that like, I can't connect with my kids. My judgment is that I'm not talking in their language. Mm-hmm. And you spoke in her language. Mm-hmm. And you disarmed her mm-hmm. in such a way, not by design, not with strategy in mind, mm-hmm. but just wanting to connect with your kid for mm-hmm. 15 minutes. So, like, that's what I want to, like, if there's any tools that you might pull from this 15 minutes we've been talking, talk in your kid's language. Mm -hmm. Ask them about something they are interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's so, like, ABC, one, two, three, but I wouldn't have done that today. I would have said, do you always have to have your headphones on? Well, and there's a mix of two things, I think, going on, and and it can be the situation in the car or any time. This is just generally speaking, um, is that... It's not just about talking in their language. It's about not needing anything. Mm-hmm. And I and I have communicated this to Todd and to other people. So you didn't a lot. need anything. When, I don't need anything. So I, today you wh- didn't need her to take her headphones off. What I don't need, I don't have. How do I explain this? I want to connect because I love her, mm-hmm. and because when I say "Don't go away." I'm not saying you shouldn't go away and what's wrong with you and making it her problem. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is 
I want to talk to you. I want to ask you some questions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And it's annoying mm-hmm. initially. Like all my girl, I do this to all of them. This yeah. is why this is a hard, it's not hard. It. This is why it's an interesting conversation to have because I'm not sure I can communicate effectively the intricacies and the nuances, mm. the nuance of my relationship with each of the girls, mm-hmm. because number one, it is in, it's um, individual, individual, yeah. and number two, it there's a lot of pieces to it that it if you just teach one aspect of it, it's not going to translate. If in the, but the two most important or the three most important, or we're going to end up talking about the 12 most important, are the needing something. And what does needing mean? That you, when you're talking to your child, either need them to act a certain way, need them to be a certain way, need them to understand your needs, need them to give you something, need them to make you feel better. They feel it. They know it. If you approach them, though, with, this is the feeling. This isn't the, again, you're not going to say these words. I just like you and I want to know things about you. Mm. Okay. That's it. Like, I just like her and she's, her knowledge of pop culture is off the charts. Yeah. Okay. Now, you may say, well, that's because she watches TV all day. <laughs> that's part of it. Use it. But it's also her. She doesn't, if you talk to her about a show, She's talking about real – she understands the intricacies of relationship. Mm-hmm. She understands why a showrunner decides someone needs to leave a show. Mm. She understands why a certain actor or actress – she understands things that go beyond watching the show. Yeah, character, make, de- character development. She always talks about character development. Always. She loves character development. Now, if you can take a wide lens – that is why she understands people. This is why she wants to study psychology. This is why, like, these are her... So it doesn't mean that every kid relates to TV that way because my other two, one of the, the other one, my conversations with her are all about music. Mm-hmm. Her understanding and knowledge and love of music is super interesting to me. And we don't love all the same music, but her understanding of music is and and why she uses music yeah it's less about the pop culture of it and more about how it makes her feel yeah and then my youngest it, it's it's interesting because i want to step back and say this bridge to them to all three of our kids we we had the tools to start building it when they were young because you know what you and i love hmm. pop culture yeah so we have always spoken in a pop culture language and each of them have their own loves that are different. Yeah. You know, music, the in-depth experience of a TV show, and then my other daughter is kind of a mix of yeah. all these things. Right. But we kind of established a communication. And now, instead of being the teachers, we are the listeners. Yeah. We are the students. Yeah. So They get to be old enough where they can teach you something, not just how to... Emote, which is, you just saw a little guy crying, driving home. And I'm like, every time I see a baby crying, I'm like, God, I long for the ability to just let things release from you. Now our kids are so old that they truly are experts at something and they can teach us 
content about certain things that we simply don't know about. So it's kind of cool. But anyways. And what's happening when we're listening to the content is we're connecting and we not only are learning, but we're having a conversation and it's enjoyable and fun Mm -hmm. for both of us. Because if the truth is that you really want to connect, why does it matter whose tools you're using? Meaning, if you really want to connect, usually when parents say that, I'll take it off of you for a second, they want to give and impart and teach and teach and talk about the things they want to talk about and stay focused on what they want to focus. So they're saying, I want to connect, but really what they're trying to do is be like me. Mm-hmm. They're like they're saying to them, I'm not talking about me personally, I'm saying, they're saying, be interested in the things I'm interested, talk to me about the things I'm interested in. And a lot of times that's stuff like, did you do your homework? What activity do you want to be in? Um, did you practice piano? Um, you know, what time are you going to be home? You know, why didn't you clean your room? A lot of what, and I'm putting this in air quotes, what we're interested in is keeping our kids in check. Yeah. And there's not a lot of just take all those pieces off. And do you ever talk with your kid just about fun things? Yes. Yeah. Instead of the teaching, just meet them where they are. So two things I want to share. One is if I'm being honest, I wasn't, if I'm being brutally honest with myself into in the car ride there today, I probably didn't want to connect. I wanted to make myself feel better. Correct. Through connection. So connection was the vehicle to make myself feel better, which mm-hmm. is not a good intention to connect. Mm-hmm. You should want to connect because you want to connect. But instead, there was some sense of unease in me. And the minute she put her headphones on, I'm like, well, now I don't feel good. So you need to make me feel good by talking to me and taking your headphones off. And you also feel righteous in that you're like, see, see, like there is a sense that you didn't say see. I said it with my body language to you by raising my arms Because up. we have these conversations a lot about, you know, and it, I don't 100% disagree with you. This is the most typical conversation that parents have is about how much technology my kid, you know, has their earphones on. My kid, our kids don't game, but a lot of kids who are gaming, sure. it's the same kind of di- uh, disconnection. And the the question we always get is, yeah, how do I set a boundary around that? Or how do I talk about that? And the irony is, the more interested you can become. Honestly interested. Honestly interested. Not That's why this is, uh, I feel like we're doing okay here on this podcast, but it's part of the reason I didn't want to come down and do it, because I don't want this to sound like a ploy. I don't want this to sound like a, a, a manipulative technique no. to figure it's just relationship building. When we, if you are in relationship with someone, it could be your kid or anybody else, the best thing, okay, you know, how to make friends and influence people, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, uh, Carnegie, Dale, it, Dale, Carnegie. Dale Carnegie's book. The whole thing is about be interested in other people. How do you make a sale? Not with an end in mind. No. But just be interested interested. for the sake of being interested. Now, he was a salesman, so he he did have that end in mind. Right, but in parenting, what we're talking about. Right, but my end in mind is not to make a sale. My end in mind is I like my kids, and and I want to be interested in them. It's funny you say that. Like, how many of us, I, I would say most of us love our children, how many of us don't like our kids at certain times of the day or oh, certain. People, my clients tell me that all the time. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up, you know, what are you, what are we focusing on as parents? What am I focusing on? So what we did today is we went to go visit your mom. Yes. So that, you know, sometimes visiting grandparents isn't the most fun thing in the world to do. 
So, but it's so interesting to me how quickly I'm like, can you take your headphones off? This is in my brain. Like I wanted to you say, this, say but, this, right. But that, there's a part of me that wanted that ignoring the fact that she spent the last five hours with us and sp- in the car, for in the a car, mm-hmm. spending time with mm-hmm. their grandmother, your and they mom, they didn't complain. They didn't complain mm-hmm. about it. Um, this kid reads books like crazy. She gets good grades. Like I, I, I'm, I'm saying this because it's so easy for us to focus on the thing that they're doing, quote unquote, wrong. Mm -hmm. And we're not focusing as much on what they do right. And another thing is like, who knows what this, who this kid is going to turn out to be. I'm excited to find out. Well, I already think we know. Well, I'm thinking like literally, like when she's 25, what's her job going to be? Like her career path? Yeah. And, And the reason I'm saying that is it's possible, although this kid is a good reader and she gets good grades, that she might be a showrunner somewhere. So she's doing exactly what she should be doing right. to become the best showrunner ever. Can you explain what a showrunner is? Because not yeah, everybody knows it's what the that person is. who is basically the organizer mm-hmm. of an entire drama or sitcom. So they are basically the people who manage a the show. screenwriter, they manage the actors, they manage the you know, the directors. So they're like the ones who run the show. So so I'm not saying that that's for sure what's gonna happen, but it's possible. And like for the parents who have boys that game, colleges give scholarships for to gaming gamers. now. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could just kind of reframe what gaming is in your household. I'm not saying like you want to throw a party every time your kids want a game because you might be throwing a lot of parties, but just reframe what you what what we consider these bad habits and maybe this is something that they should be doing. I don't know. You well, know, you and know what I mean? I do. And and I think that I'm I 100% know what you mean and instead of saying to you that what you said isn't valid it is, I want to go a layer below it and say we already know who she is. Mm. How will that show up in adulthood? Yeah, I don't like. How will she expand? How will we? How will she demonstrate who she is in the in the real world as an adult? That remains to be seen, mm-hmm. right? But it's not like she's going to be a different person at twenty five. Sure. Like who she is now at this age is very similar to who she was at three. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But I understand what you're saying. And the other piece is, is I agree with Todd. Some of it is about professional life. But really what it's about is going back to the first 10 or 15 minutes is relationship with this girl is that I really do care about knowing this girl and having a relationship with her throughout her life. And it's not about saying, I'm just going to like mull through these teenage years and be miserable. And then hopefully when you're 21 or 25 or 30, you come back and say, Mom, now I understand everything and and thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm not banking on that. I would much rather in in the frame of reference of a teenager, I don't expect it's not about me being her best friend or any of my kids' best friends. It's about being someone who is less concerned about their output in the world and more concerned about their inner lives. Like if you and I are not concerned about their inner lives, who is? Yeah. That's that's our job. Right. The output, their peers are going to have a role in that, their teachers, their coaches, if any of those things ever come back yeah. after COVID. Um, but there's all these other parts of their lives that will motivate their more career development and their educational development. And you and I play a role in that, but that's not where I spend my energy. Right. My energy is... How is your 
how are your inner workings doing? Like my concern about my kids is all about their mental wellness. Right. And and I can't control all of that. I'm not in control of it. Sorry. Are you cutting? Are you like no, I'm playing not. me off? I was trying like to. Like at the Oscars? I was trying to do something else. Sorry. Um, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to, I want to start. You said, you said something mull through the teenage years. Okay. You have no idea how often I hear that. Like teenage years are tough, but wait till you get through them. Like think of the percentage of time that you, that we, that parenting is consumed with teenage years. That's 13 to 19. That's seven, 13, four, that's seven years out of 19. That's like almost a third. And the fact that we're like just trying to get through them, like survive them is such a wasted opportunity. I know. And the reason I was, that I clicked the wrong button, but we did a show um, where we talked about Dan Siegel. Not when we talked to Dan Siegel, but we talked about one of his TED Talks that he did. Mm -hmm. And it's just for us parents who either are in the middle of the teenage years or it's coming up, and the fact that we are just resigned to try to get through them, that we're wasting an opportunity. That's all I wanted well, to say. Well, and we're missing them. Like we think that everything and 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 it's it's a lot of paradox as that's what zen parenting is about is living the paradox, but the paradox is is that parenting is basically if you're really going to be honest about it, a one-way relationship. Sure. The expect it's great when we're loved back and given hugs and when we do develop relationships, but for the most part, I don't go to any of my children and say to them, make me feel better yeah. or you know, let me tell you about my problems. It's not the kind of relationship. It's a more of a top-down, how can I help you? How can I support you, right? That's And that's hard for us because sure. it can be hard when it's not there's no reciprocity in a relationship. But there is some, but not. it's just not the same amount. So that's the truth. But at the same time, there are also these people that we love dearly and they live in our homes. And if we just mull through and decide that they're annoying and because they don't get the things that we get, they're wrong, and we kind of stay away and don't try to connect, we miss them. Yeah. Not only we, we miss you miss the opportunity. It's not it's not it's not about parenting though. I'm not guilting parents about you're not being a good parent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're missing the opportunity for a relationship with a really interesting person. And it is a lot of work, but here's the interesting thing. I um you know, in, engage my kids in conversations and everything and love what they're interested in and think. And sometimes it's not that interesting, but I'm still listening because that's what we do for each other, right? Sure. I was just telling Todd about how I talk so much and he listens and sometimes he's interested and sometimes he's not, but that's what we do for each other. So it's not as if we're supposed to be constantly entertained by our kids. Um, So that is, you know, that's part of it. That's work. But then I also understand when they need time away from me. That I don't think to myself, oh, you don't like me, or, or no, you should be down here at every minute, or why aren't, why do you have your earphones on walking around the house? I understand why you do. Now, this is where you and I are a little different because of maybe my history or because I'm more introverted. And again, if you guys don't know this already, I'm sure you do. Introversion is not about being having social anxiety or not liking people. It's about we gain our energy from alone time. 
and shutting off from other people so we can have quiet in our minds. That's what an introvert does. An extrovert tends, generally speaking, to get energy from other people, okay? So when my kids, uh, you know, I'm not going to label them one or the other. They get to decide that. But when I see them with earphones walking around the house, I don't think to myself, oh, you're shutting me out. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, they just need time. Now, how does that benefit me? When I need that, I don't feel bad asking for it because they know I respect their need for it. So when I'm like meditating and they walk in, they back out quietly because they respect what I'm doing because I give them that time. And when I say I give it to them, I don't mean I say, okay, now you can have the time. I mean, when they say, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm not going to come up for two hours. Okay. Like that's not, I don't think to myself, what are you doing down there? Are you doing something productive? Mm -hmm. Are you... You know, and if I really need to see them, I say, I want to see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not you should want to see me. Right. That's I need something from you. Right. So I think I'm going down a different path. Well, the one thing that you said that I thought was pretty powerful is that and I might hack this up, but if we're not interested in their inner lives and who is, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, that was that kind of hit me kind of hard. Like, you're right. Like we're supposed to be these kids' biggest cheerleaders right. and know them, you know, if not us, who's going to do this? Mm-hmm. And there's times when I'm less interested in their inner worlds and more interested in getting my needs met. Right. Or not feeling bad. Yes. Because sometimes it's getting your needs met. That's overt. The less overt is your kid puts their their um, headphones on and you feel either not good about your parenting disconnected from your child or just uncomfortable in your skin. And so you make it their problem. Yeah. You say, you're making me feel bad. Right. When really all they're doing is getting their own needs met. And yeah. Versus, but you could say to them, ah, I miss you. I want to talk to you. I want, I don't need you to be different. I'm asking for something I want. And sometimes you've seen this too, like where I'll say, oh, but come sit with me. I'm sitting outside and and they'll be like, no, mom, I don't want to sit outside. Okay. Like, but I am not going to say you should want to sit outside or you're a bad kid for not sitting outside. Or you bite your tongue and never say anything to them and then just wait for them to come around and right. want to sit next to you because that's not that's good passive either. That's passive-aggressive. Right. Right. So it's like, how do you, this is why the relationship Understanding the universal principles of relationship with your partner, with your friends, with your parents impacts your parenting. Because if you don't know how to meet your own needs and care about someone else's needs and figure out a way to like toggle Mm -hmm. between those needs, then you're not going to know how to do that with your kids. That's going to be, and it's always a work in progress. Like there are times that I do similar things or try similar conversations and they're not in the mood, but I don't think to myself, what a bad kid. They're just not in the mood for that conversation. Right. They're just human beings like we are. Yeah. They're just little humans. And coming back to maybe to close up shop here, but coming back to where I started was I decided it was time for me and this kid to connect today. And it's funny because like I'm making fun of myself right now because one is I just wanted to feel good about myself and my parenting and I really didn't want to connect. I just wanted to, 
absolve myself from any icky work inside. Right, you felt the feelings and you wanted it to go away. Yes, um, and then to do it on my schedule when I'm ready, not asking at all if she's ready. You know, sometimes it's as simple as like, is now a good time to talk? And they might say, uh, no, it's not. Okay, great. When, when do you think a good time might be? Well, if they say never, then you might have to have another conversation. But like, how about tomorrow afternoon? Great. You know what I mean? Well, and I want to add something in there. I think that when you say something like, that can sound good in theory. Mm -hmm. Like I can see myself reading that in a book that someone says, ask your kid, what's a good time to talk? I think that's annoying. Okay. How do you? If you, I would say something like, I just read the coolest thing about Hamilton. Do you want me to tell you about it now or do you want to talk about it later? Mm, there you go. That's better. It's an in with something. You don't need them to start the conversation. So, so you're what you're talking about is on-ramps, right? You need an on-ramp to, en- you don't need. It helps to have an on-ramp to engage. And it's real. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying to parents, go like go put together a tool bag of things that you can pretend to start conversations with. If I see something that reminds me of one of my kids, I texted to them. Here's an article about this show you love. Here, I'm gonna send it to you. Oh, this this uh, musician you love is coming out with a new album. Oh my gosh, um, Lady Gaga is doing a you know duet with Ariana Grande. Did you guys know that? Oh, the Emmys have been scheduled for next, and I know these are all pop culture things, but that is a bridge mm-hmm. for me with them. And I share it with them like I do a friend. Like, I'm thinking, but I'm not like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, your show yeah. is coming back for a 13th season. Yeah. That'd be Grey's Anatomy or whatever. How many seasons? Like, I know the things they love. And when I see things they love, I send it to them. through. T- and I do that to you, too. And you guys do that to me. I don't think this is really that weird of a thing. But I guess my point is, is that, like, last night when our daughter was going to bed, I went into her room and she was watching that behind the scenes thing about Hamilton that mm-hmm. you and I had watched. And so to go in and she's watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see the part? About-? I guess, can we have a more natural, organic. organic engagement? Unplanned. Correct. How would you talk to a friend? Can you can you hold in, in, in two hands conversing with your children like a friend without thinking that you need to be their best friend? My children know I'm their parent. And if they're like, okay, like last night, you know, um, our daughter had a few friends over in the backyard, right? And we were having a conversation with them. And then we were getting cheesy. And she's like, okay, guys, bye. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not like, let us hang out with you. We're just trying to be conversational. And when they're done, we respect that. Yeah. I, I, these are, it's, I don't know. These are a lot of elements. Nuanced. Nuanced. Subtle. Subtle. And the magic is in the the nuance and the subtlety. Like what I'm kind of talking about is you're like, this is really hard to teach. One, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. This is hard to teach because well, it's, very it's not a how, it, yeah. it, it's very personal and it's not a how to. No. If you're doing it because you read it in another book or you heard it on our podcast, it's yeah, probably you, not for the right reasons. But for me, I'm like, I need some I need to emulate somebody that's doing this differently than I am that's getting that's connecting on a more deep level. And I feel like this is valuable. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with me as much, but I have a feeling there's a lot of people out there like I just don't know how to connect with these guys. It comes very naturally to you. Mm-hmm. It does not come as naturally to me. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's because I don't work as hard. Maybe it's because I don't have as much self-awareness. I don't know why it is. But the bottom line is it's not because today's conversation with that kid would have gone sideways quick Mm -hmm. if you wouldn't have been in the car. Mm -hmm. And I live with you. I see this. And it's not that you're perfect. You make mistakes and you drop below the line and do all that stuff. But I think that the listeners and me (laughs) need need a different roadmap to consider that you can at least question like oh i didn't like it when kathy talked about how we should be um you know try to be your friend your kid's friend without being their best friend like maybe there's things that you don't um quite connect with but i do feel like there's some value in even hearing something different so well and do you see that spider i do Uh, now he just fell down onto your computer i just saw him go on your computer todd like knocked him down sorry buddy i thought it was a a piece of dust he was tiny he was tiny um what i was gonna say is okay so i'll do we'll end with some stephen covey um who he says um you know with the end in mind begin with begin with the end in mind and what is the end there really is no end when it comes to a relationship, if it be you and I or with our kids. There's no end. But what is the the hope for their adulthood? And my hope is that my children are not supposed to stay with me. They're supposed to go have their own lives. But my hope is that we are connected because we actually like each other and love each other and want to be around each other. Not obligation love. Not, oh, I got to go to family reunion love. But like you know, oh my gosh, mom is going to think this is so interesting or, oh my gosh, this movie's coming out. My mom and I have to go or my mom would love this political article. Like she talks about these things all the time. I want them to know me and I want to know them so we can have an ongoing lifelong relationship. And I don't think you have to wait till they're 20. I think you can have that relationship when they're 12, when they're nine, when they're seven, when they're 15. And if you wait until they're 20, it's probably not going to go very well. And it's funny, I'm thinking of Dr. John Duffy, our good friend. Two examples that we've talked about on the show a million times is, you know, begin with the end in mind, Stephen Covey. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what Duffy taught me was when your kid's 25, are they going to want to come home for Thanksgiving dinner? Like that's that's motivating to me. Mm -hmm. Like that helps me. It didn't help me today because I was below the line, but... If I would have like checked in with myself, like, okay, I want this kid to want to come home for Thanksgiving dinner when they're 25. A good way to make sure that doesn't happen is to yell at them because their headphones are on and they've been on technology too long. Well, and I also think, uh, you know, another thought, like, I think it was Carl Jung who said this paradoxical statement that nobody is motivated to change until they're accepted for who they are. Mm. Okay. So I think that was Jung. Um, or Jung, as people say, mm-hmm. I, I know. And again, paradox is like the best kind of um, discussion because you have to be. There is no final answer. What it means is that not that I'm trying to change any of my kids, but even if we're worried about something or we want to like focus on something. The only way to do that is if you first accept who they are as people. Yeah. And then you have at least an opportunity to have difficult conversations. If you're already butting up against there's something wrong with you and you are somehow either with your eyes or your actions or the tone of your voice demonstrating you think something's wrong with them, not only will they not be motivated to change, they're going to live in fear or they're going to live in in not wanting to be with you because you make them feel like there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Like, 
if you had a friend who constantly lectured you about the things you were doing wrong, would you want to spend time with them? Right. Now, you're going to say to me, all you parents, but I'm their parent. That's my job. Yes, you can have difficult conversations and set boundaries and even have consequences. Mm-hmm. That's a heck of a lot easier when you've already accepted who they are as people. Well, one example I'll give um, is I went to a church service this morning. I don't go to church very very often, if ever, but I was invited by a friend of mine to go to a church, and um, I invited my one of my daughters to come with, and she said no. And I was really well, no, she thought about she it, thought about and it, then and then in the end, said she didn't want to. No. I was completely fine with that. Like I accepted her for her decision. Not to come. Now, there's an egoic part of me that wanted her to come with me because she's told me that she wants to visit different churches and this was a perfect opportunity. But for me this morning, because I've kind of been beating myself up for the last 45 minutes of how I would have handled the headphones thing. <laughs> so I just need to balance this out. I was completely, I, I do accept her for setting up boundaries. I don't want to go someplace that I don't want to go to. Right. Like, good for her. Um, so anyways, I just want to, so. And in you, that same vein, then we said, we're going to see grandma Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really an option. Yeah. So not everything is choice. Sure. And I, this is goes to Rob Bell. Say say yes as often right. as you can to make your nose more meaningful. Correct. What that means is, unless it's a really big deal, just just we could do a whole other podcast on this. So right. we're about to go down a rabbit hole that I don't want to because I want to close up. But say yes as often as you can to make your nose more meaningful. Right. Because when you're saying yes. You're not being permissive, and you're not having them override you. You're saying, how can I support you in your life? Oh, you want to try that? Go ahead. Oh, you're done with that? Totally fine. Most of the controlling behaviors that we try to impose are because we think that if our kids do exactly what we did, that they will somehow be better off. Well, um And they're not supposed to do what we did. What's interesting about that flawed logic, we are all works in progress. Correct. So like, who am I to say to any of our kids, this is how you should do it? I'm still working on it. Like, what do I know? You know, we grew up at a time when there were some rules, and the rules were this. You go to school, you get good grades, you respect authority, you get in a lot of clubs, you get a lot of awards, you go to college, you get a lot of awards, you have a lot of clubs, you get out, you get a job, you get married, you have children, and then you're happy. Now, the thing is, is we grew up with that. That was kind of our Mm -hmm. model. Sure. And I know as a therapist, I work with women, um, they have all followed those rules and they feel not whole. Yes. They don't feel the happy that they were promised. They're like, I followed the rules and did all the things and I don't feel the whole. The whole meaning W-H-O-L-E, not not H-O-L-E. My point is, is that what we're doing in this generation is we're hoping to allow our kids to feel their whole and then go out in the world whole, and then you choose relationships that are based on your wholeness, and then you choose careers that are based on your wholeness, and maybe the midlife crisis won't be Mm. necessary anymore. Because our generation goes through the midlife crisis because that's where we wake up to our egoness. And we say, I did all these things, and they didn't work, and now I'm realizing how I had no choice, and now I'm realizing how my hands were tied, and I don't know who I am. And now we're untying all of those knots. And so what if we didn't tie those knots? for our kids? What if they went into the world whole 
And they, of course, they're going to have some knots, and they may still need to go to therapy because we were their parents. They're like, going to get the knots. Do we have to give them the we knots? We don't have to give them the yes. knots. They're going to have other knots or things we didn't know happened. Or We're not perfect people. Um, they should evolve yeah. from us. They should decide to let go of certain things we taught so they can learn, give other things to their next generation. My point is, is my hope is what I've, what I tell parents all the time is our generation is a bridge from something old to something new. And if you're, if I'm going to be spiritual for a minute, which I will, I believe our generation, we, those of you listening, came in to raise these kids for the world that they're going to be dealing with, which is climate change, a new way with race relations, trying to deal with pandemics. The world is not going to be did you start on the soccer team? Yeah. That's not going to be... It's an old model. That's an old model. It's not going to be, did you get the lead in the play? If they do that, that's great. That's icing. But that's not what this generation is going to be doing. What they need to do is bigger. And I don't mean harder necessarily, but bigger. They may love every second of doing it. Mm -hmm. They may be like, this is what life is. That's why I feel like in this pandemic, I know our kids are, you know a lot of things have been taken away from them and they've been struggling and they're grieving and and we're seeing that firsthand and and I know it but I also feel like because it's happening it's a part of their life story mm. this is going to create what and who they need to be yeah and I am not trying to make it that way I'm flowing with it yeah that obviously you need to learn this cuz it's happening not because I'm going to try and give you lessons from it yet. We're not even through it. But this is part of your story, and I don't think they're going to be as worried about getting the best internship out of all their friends. Because as of right now, guess what? There are no, there inter are no internships. There's no internships. So, like, if you got a kid <laughs> who's like, you know, we have a nephew who's a sophomore in college, and he had a great internship. Apparently, between I mean, we didn't have, you know, internships were not as big of a deal in the early '90s right. in the way that it they is now. now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we've been like molding these people to between their sophomore and junior year, their junior and senior year to have internships right now, there really are no internships. Like at least 75% of them went away. I mean, some kids have them, but most of them don't. Or the kids that were like, when you're a senior and you play lacrosse, that's going to be your time. Yeah. They didn't get to do it. Yeah. When you're a senior and you get the lead yeah. in the play, it didn't happen. Right. My point is, is those things are not bad. They're, I hope our kids get those things back because those are part of their extracurricular enjoyment, mm -hmm. but that is not who they are. That is not their inner life. That is not what sustains them. Those are just activities, which if you can look at it through that lens, then when they're a sophomore or junior and they're like, yeah, I've been playing soccer my whole life, but I'm done with it. We'll be like, okay, mm -hmm. that's fine. We're not like, no, this is your life. This is who you are. That's not their identity. It's just something they do. Their identity is what's going on inside of yeah. them and, and their ability to, to drop something and pick up something new and fail and take risks. That's who they are. And, and it's, we are, uh, this is what I'll say in closing, and I really, really will be the last thing. I say to my the women in my women's circle all the time, you got to give yourself some props because when you are the bridge, when you are trying to evolve from something and like shed 
all the maybe teachings that were difficult and hard and we're trying to manage our own mental wellness and we're trying to like figure out our history and simultaneously we're trying to teach our kids something new and give them something we never got and maybe trying to take care of our parents in the process. We have a lot of work and our generation has been asked to do a great thing. Mm -hmm. And so when you feel tired, I want to be like, yeah, that's, it's almost like, you know, again, spiritually, I think we signed up for it. Yeah. And that's who we're, that's what we're supposed to be doing is figuring ourselves out to let go of that past so we can raise kids who are whole in themselves because that's what our world needs going forward. Hopefully we get to see some of it. I'm, I'm, it's, I think it's amazing what we've been able to see thus far. It's not comfortable. I don't love it, but I feel change happening and I'm watching the kids do it. There's a great line in the new Dixie Chicks song um, that, uh, that they wrote a song called March. And there's like a few lines in it about, you know, that they're following the kids. Will you it, basically the, the ch- and they're not the Dixie Chicks anymore. They're the chicks. But they're like, can we follow you? Mm. Like the kids are leading the way. It was our job to raise them to be leaders. And now we're following. Yeah. I I just think it's it's beautiful. So that's <laughs> I don't know how we got there um, from the car ride. So before I um talk about our sponsor of the week, uh, Jeremy Kraft. I first want to tease that this podcast is dedicated to a new member of our household, Tony Fauci. Oh, I love Tony Fauci. And I want you to explain who Tony Fauci is after I talk about Jeremy Kraft, who's a bald-headed beauty. He does painting and remodeling, modeling throughout the Chicagoland area. His number is 630-956-1800. Building a new office, putting in a new kitchen, uh, painting your deck. He's your guy. Uh, avidco.net. Uh, now, sweetie, who is Tony Fauci? So this year, so my friend Nancy, um, she used to give me caterpillars because she has all this milkweed in her yard. So this, you know, you guys, if you listen to the show, you may know this every summer I get caterpillars and get to like set them free as butterflies and I just love it. So I decided instead of taking all these caterpillars from my friend Nancy that I would plant milkweed. So we planted milkweed in our backyard, and I kind of thought it'd take a couple years for a butterfly to lay eggs on mm-hmm. the milkweed. But oh my gosh, there were eggs yesterday, two days ago. When did Tony Fauci show up? Uh, you were excited, and I think you told me on Friday morning. Okay, so I found a baby caterpillar on our milkweed already. And I found two actually, but I left one and I brought in one and I treat them very well. Um, you feed them every day. It's, it's, I'm very honored that I get to watch it, you know turn into a cocoon and everything. Right now, it's just very little. But I named him Tony Fauci after And you our... put them in these mason jars with the screen on top yeah. so they could breathe, and you put the milkweed in there, uh-huh. and we see this thing like double in size every, every four day. days and or whatever it is. And it poops like crazy. Yeah. It's poops just like eating crazy. milkweed all day and pooping, and, and then eventually he's going to get bigger, like whatever, an inch long or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then he's going to make his little cocoon. At the top, like the netting that I put on top, they can um, you know, make their cocoon from there, and they hang from the top. And then one day, I come downstairs, and there's a butterfly in there, and I like cry every time. It's the most beautiful thing. And then I set them free, and I let them sit on my finger while their wings dry. It's like the most... Um, Pretty amazing. It's It blows me away every day. It never gets old, and um, I just think it's beautiful. But... You know, I just wanted to name this one after the man who I think has been trying to 
do his best to help us through COVID. His name is Anthony Fauci. I just thought I'd get a little more uh, comfortable right. and call him Tony. Yeah. Tony Fauci. We know him well enough to be Tony. So he's going to be a butterfly. I'll let I'll let you guys see Tony Fauci once he, he takes flight. Um, okay. So that is the show. We will see you guys. When are we going to see you guys? Next week. Next week. Uh, join Team Zen. We'd love the support. We'd love for you to jump on. First month is free. Enter the coupon code FRIEND. Uh, go to Tribe Men's Group if you're interested in some men's work. Uh, and I do coaching on the side. Uh, first session's free with that as well. So... Um, That's it. Keep trucking, everybody. Have a good week. Adios. Adios.